Podcast Help Desk, number 20, for May 23rd, 2014. This is the Podcast Help Desk with your host, Mike Dell. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. The Podcast Help Desk is now open. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. In my case, it's uh, evening. And if you can't tell from the audio quality, I am mobile today. This is the podcast Help Desk, and I am Mike. And today I just wanted to give you some random thoughts as I'm driving up the freeway here been listening to a lot of other podcasts about podcasting uh, and new media space as it were and come up with a lot of random musings hopefully I can remember them all I'm not even working off notes so this just goes to show you you can podcast anywhere with a uh, modest amount of equipment I'm using the ATR 2100 microphone Hooked into my Roland R04, or R05, there we go, R05 recorder, using the XLR to to a mini jack plug, and I think I got the audio set okay, and if not, I'll fix it in post. <laughs> nah, not much I have to do, it's not a, not a bad, bad sounding rig, I've used it before, if you listen to... Uh, podcasting tech coach prior to the rebranding i think one of the last shows i did there i did from the mobile and uh, just to show that it can be done so we won't uh, won't dwell on that but uh, yeah. just like i said got some random thoughts from other podcasters and things that uh, people have brought up over the last week or so and i've got a couple of questions also that uh, I can remember off the top of my head here. And I got to pay attention to my driving, so uh, if I stop talking for a second or lose my train of thought, that's why. Safety first. (laughs) But anyway, uh, let's see. I've heard this week, now these aren't current episodes, I guess, uh, of these podcasts. I was listening to Cliff Ravenscraft kind of catching up on the podcast answer man and he had a a show he did oh, probably a month ago it was in response to a blog post from somebody that's in the uh, internet marketing entrepreneurship genre which seems to be really popular uh, i can't remember the guy's name and like i said safety first i'm driving down the road i'm not going to look it up so if I remember, I will uh, link to that episode of, of Podcast Answer Man and Cliff's answer and the blog post when I post this episode. Because I probably will put a, a little intro at the beginning from the studio. 
when I get get to uh, where I can edit. But the, essentially, the the guy uh, wrote a post about uh, you know why you should not podcast, and he was going on to explain, you know that uh, you know in his business he you know has to have instant. Uh, I don't know how he put it exactly, but instant results or, or something like that. And, of course, Cliff spent two hours t- uh, <laughs> rebuttaling. Rebuttaling? Is that a word? Rebutting <laughs> some of the points this guy made in a nice way. And Cliff made a lot of a, a lot of good points. And, and, and the biggest one I guess I took away from it was the fact that the guy spent two years and only put out 27 episodes. And I know what you're thinking. This is episode 20, and you've been doing this one for two years. <laughs> exactly. But I've reformed my ways. and <laughs> So hopefully uh, we'll just keep on plugging away once a week here uh, sometime around Friday release date. But, you know, Cliff had a good point. And the other guy, the other thing the guy said was, you know, well, I don't think there's anybody new here. I think this is just all my blog readers listening to my podcast. And, and Cliff kind of rebutted that and, and uh, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, it was just very interesting. So if you got a couple hours to waste, uh, not waste, <laughs> a couple hours to burn there, it's one of the episodes of Cliff's uh, podcast that uh, I definitely... Uh, recommend because there's a lot of a lot of good points there about you know audience engagement and you know what podcasting can and cannot do for you you know i don't all i also don't believe that everybody should have a podcast i don't see why people that want to do online content wouldn't want to do a podcast but hey you know each to their own and I definitely understand, you know, the the guy that wrote the blog post that Cliff responded to uh, was talking about what takes him ten hours, and he has to schedule an interview, and blah de blah. And it's like, well, yeah, I understand that. When I did a, a podcast with a co-host or, or interviews, they didn't last long for me either, because uh, yeah, I don't particularly care to have a particular thing on my schedule every week and that's why this is you know it's more or less on friday when i get it out but you know it just depends i can record it on wednesday and in this case it's friday afternoon uh, just before memorial day weekend in the in the u.s and like i said my my week got busy and and uh, this was the first opportunity i had now i could have waited till i got home Uh, a little unexpected travel this week and I could have waited till I got home here in a couple hours and and sat down in the studio and recorded a full episode and that would have been fine but hey you know that's what I got this uh, portable recorder set up for and you know hopefully the audio is not terrible it never has been so why not to utilize it but you know this guy was doing the interview format and you know no wonder he you know, didn't, didn't continue, you know, he was saying, you know, oh, you know, it takes 10 hours to put out an hour long interview and all the scheduling and the, this and the, that and the other thing. 
And he said it, it was the least favorite thing he did in his business was make a podcast episode. Well, that's the only legitimate reason I also heard, you know, uh, or read. I actually read the post, too, but Cliff was uh, saying that that was probably one of the most re- legitimate reasons. But then he said, and I agree, you know, stop it. <laughs> Don't do the interview. Um, you know, this guy obviously, you know, is a great writer, and I assume he was a pretty good speaker. I haven't listened to his podcast. Like I said, I don't remember the guy's name off the top of my head, and it's not safe for me to uh, look it up right now, so I won't. <laughs> but suffice it to say, if you're doing a format you don't like, change it. I mean, that's precisely why this podcast is the way it is. You know, yeah, I could do a more polished, uh, professional-sounding thing with a little bit more effort. And it's not that I don't care. It's that that's not, you know, that part of it's not fun to me. You know, just turning on the mic and speaking my mind and my style and answering people's questions, which, you know, by the way, get those questions in. Uh, you know, the more the merrier. And I, you know, I've, I've got plenty of them in the in the backlog of, of things that I've run across through the weeks and months. And you know, of course, I've got some of the old standards, so you know, I always have a few questions to answer. But you know, if you want something specific answered, hey, let me know. The lady at the beginning and at the end will tell you how to do that. Or just Mike at MikeDell.com. Simple email. But. Like I said, Cliff did that whole two hours-ish of a podcast all (laughs) responding to this guy. And he also did it with no intro music, outro music, sound effects, all that stuff that he normally does just to prove a point. You know, that you don't need all that stuff. You just, you know, turn on the mic and talk. And, you know, my style is fairly laid back. Uh, I don't particularly care to edit that much, so I don't edit that much. And hopefully, you know, it's of use to you guys. And I'm assuming it is. Because uh, if you're listening to me now, you either got here just lately or uh, you already know how it is. Uh, let's see. I listened to a couple of episodes of uh, Dave Jackson's school of podcasting and he he did what he called NPR style just as a as something to do and and that was a really good episode uh, you know not all of his points are points that I've I've made in the past or or will make in the future or we both will make and all that and but it just was interesting and and what he meant by npr style he didn't didn't mean you know he talked in monotones and and uh, real quiet and all that but no he uh, did something similar to what like radio lab would do you know with a lot of sound clips and and uh, it was you just have to hear it 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 was it was classic and uh, dave is a talented dude and he he definitely makes it sound easy I shouldn't say he doesn't make it look easy because you know it's audio (laughs) he makes it sound easy and you know it's really not 
In fact, what he was doing there, uh, I don't know exactly how he, if he did it in uh, post-edit. I don't think so. I, I think he was using a cart machine, you know, some cart machine software, uh, similar to what I have. And I could do that if I thought it all out and loaded the clips and stuff. Uh, no, actually, I think he did do it live because uh, he, he had mentioned he had ran through it three or four times. <laughs> so, and uh, hey, you know. That's that's great, and you know I, I've I've tried doing things like that, and and it's fun once in a while, but you know, and everybody finds different fun things about this hobby slash avocation profession of podcasting. You know, I don't really know what you guys are up to, and hey, tell me about it. You started a podcast, or you're thinking of starting a podcast. Uh, you know, give me your thoughts, and uh, heck, uh, maybe I'll listen to you. And uh, you know, that's how it works. But you know, everybody does their own thing. Like me, I like the laid-back conversational style. Uh, you know, pretty much stream of consciousness. Uh, you know, and sometimes I do some reading. I, you know, if I put out a, do a layout or a, an outline. You know, I'll stick to it, more or less. Uh, you know, I like to have as complete show notes as I can uh, most of the time, especially when I'm covering a particular topic. But, you know, I'm not covering a particular topic today, so I probably won't really have a, a extensive show notes. I'll have some links and stuff uh, as I remember them. And, uh, all that, but... You know, and then and that's the great thing about podcasting. You can do as little or as much as you want, and do it whenever, wherever. You know, hence I'm driving through the woods in northern Michigan here on the freeway. Actually, uh, central Michigan at this point, but heading towards northern Michigan. That's my goal here in the next. Uh, whoa! Hey, another uh, another uh, uh, tip about mobile podcasting. <laughs> Set your cruise. <laughs> I just looked down and said, oops. I'm glad I uh, said oops before uh, the guys with the gumballs on the top of their cars uh, told, told me that I oopsed. But uh, now I'm back down to the uh, posted speed limit. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, safety first, safety first. Let's see, the other, other uh, podcasts about the space I've been listening to is Oh, Todd Cochran and, uh, and I know I was going to... Rob Greenley, jeez. And I know both of them. Uh, Rob Greenley do one called The uh, New Media Show. And I listened to a couple of theirs. Uh, maybe it was three of them, I don't know. But he, he had uh, John Lee Dumas on there for a bit. And if you're not familiar with John Lee Dumas... He does Entrepreneur on Fire, and it's a daily interview show, seven days a week, and he's been at it for almost two years. I mean, oh man, <laughs> as I talked about last week, uh, a daily show, I was doing, you know, five to ten minutes a day, five days a week, had a guest host on the weekends, and I kept it up for about a year, and then I tried another one, and that didn't even last three months. 
Uh, this guy has got it down. His production schedule got it down pat. Uh, he's also a very popular blogger, uh, entrepreneur genre, uh, all that. So he kind of had a built-in audience of sorts. And so he has no problem getting and scheduling guests. And what I found out from listening to his little interview there with Rob and Todd was that the way he does it is he schedules all his interviews one day a week. Or is it one day a month? I think it's one day a week. Something like that. I think it was one day a week he does nine interviews. And pretty much all of his questions are, are the same or similar. And so he can, you know, knock them all out, uh, get, you know, nine. I think it was nine. And he, before he released his first episode, he was about 30 to 40 episodes in the can. And so once a month, he goes out or he goes and spends the entire day editing and posting the episodes. Actually, I think he has a virtual assistant do the posting now. But, you know, writing the little blog posts and and uh, getting the audio uploaded and ready to go. And he does that once a month. And he's queued up for 30 to 40 days. So I guess that's a way to stay ahead of it. Uh, like I said, I, I couldn't do it. Uh, I've tried. Not an interview show either. And that's the other thing. Wow. <laughs> he's got to schedule all these people for these interviews and they're good interviews uh, I've listened to them uh, you know I don't listen to uh, the, a lot of the entrepreneur genre podcasts I, I do occasionally listen to Pat Flynn, Flynn, yeah, Pat Flynn uh, on Stitcher Th- those type of shows I listen to on Stitcher that way you know I don't have them subscribed on my iPhone in the podcasts app I I just, uh, you know, on Stitcher, I have a, a playlist for, oh, gee whiz, let's listen to some of this stuff. <laughs> and it's, you know, stuff like John Lee Dumas and and uh, Pat Flynn and you know, there's a few others uh, that I like to listen to occasionally, but I'm not following every episode. But uh, Todd had uh, a little bit of a an issue with him about... Uh, he, he tells everybody his income reports, uh, and so does Pat Flynn, but uh, John Lee Dumas does that, and you know, Todd's just the opposite. He uh, likes to keep as much, you know, hush-hush and private as he can, and, you know, and there's good and bad points to both. I have no real opinion either way. I mean, if you want to tell me what you're making, you know, great. And, you know, then there's other people out there that are shysters. I don't think John is. I don't think Pat is or Cliff or any of those guys that that do that on a regular basis. But there are people out there, you know, kind of using that as social proof, but uh, they inflate their numbers. And don't do that. It makes us all look bad. It's just like what I was talking about, statistics. You know, if you use... uh, Google Analytics for statistics or some other web statistics to tell somebody how how many downloads you got when you're really counting hits to a media file. Well, yeah, you know, if your your podcast is downloaded a thousand times, it's it's likely that Google Analytics or any of those that, that 
you know count hits as you know hits to a file especially if they're streaming it you know you're gonna you're gonna log you know 10 to 30,000 and if you tell an advertiser that you've got 10 to 30,000 listeners per episode and they buy an ad and they sell three of their widgets that's not going to look so good but if you tell them you've got 500 listeners that uh, per episode or a thousand and they sell those three or four or five widgets or whatever you know whatever they're advertising from from your podcast that that looks a whole lot better on their uh, spreadsheet so you know just you know that that's what's happening and you know and, and the whole advertising and podcasting uh, thing is is a little weird right now uh, a lot of ad buyers are trying to get onto podcasts they're not trying real hard but they're you know their agencies are saying oh buy podcasts buy podcasts but they're paying lousy rates uh, and the reason they're paying lousy rates is like YouTube you know, yeah, there's a few people on YouTube that make a few bucks with those uh, ads that pop over the video or pre-rolls or whatever, but they're getting, you know, 10 cents or 25 cents per thousand uh, for those. And I remember ad rates, you know, to 20 to $50 per thousand on podcasts. And they think, you know, web video and podcasts are, are the same value and it's really not I mean those advertisers that have been in it long term know that you know if they pick the right shows to be on you know their their uh, return on investment is much higher than if you know for, for the like okay you you advertise on the Super Bowl you spend your $3 million for 30 seconds or whatever, yeah, almost a billion people are going to see your ad. But out of those billion people, what percentage are interested in your product? You know, I understand beer. You know, that's a pretty good percentage probably. And understand certain other things you know, during a football game, of course. But, you know, if you're advertising web hosting or uh, whatever, like GoDaddy does. Well, GoDaddy, I guarantee, makes more sales selling on podcasts than they do, you know, per dollar with their Super Bowl ads. I think their Super Bowl ads are mainly out there for branding now. And that's that's cool. They, they have some pretty good ads and nothing wrong with that. But, you know, GoDaddy's been a longtime sponsor of podcasts, you know, since probably 2005. And they're still doing it. And why is that? Because it works. And they also don't do a, a cost per thousand model or CPM campaign. I know I'm getting into technical advertising lingo, but uh, basically CPM is where they pay per thousand impressions or thousand downloads in, in the in podcasting world. Or, uh, you know, on YouTube for how many views the video gets. But, uh, and see, there I go without the cruise control again. Gotta stop it. But anyway, the, uh, 
what I was getting at is, you know, GoDaddy continues to advertise on both the Super Bowl and on podcasting, and you know, Super Bowl works for their branding campaign, and I'm sure it brings in a little bit of business, of course, but, you know, per dollar, I bet you what they're spending on, you know, all they're spending on podcasting probably doesn't equal one Super Bowl uh, for the year. And I'd be willing to bet you that they gain more business through the podcasting spend than they do through the Super Bowl spend. I don't know that to be a fact. It's just something I, I'm thinking. And the same, uh, well, and what I started to mention that GoDaddy doesn't do a CPM. They do cost per acquisition or CPA campaigns which basically means they give out promo codes. And a lot of advertisers do that. You've heard me advertise on other podcasts using a CPA uh, or CPM combined with CPA. But, you know, you give a promo code, you know, such as use the promo code NOBS for a free month over at Blueberry for hosting or, or uh, statistics, or pro statistics. You can get free statistics if you want, but... Uh, the pro statistics or the premium statistics use the promo code no bs anyway i didn't really mean that to be an ad but that's a cpa type uh advertisement because you know and, and any of these uh, promo codes or uh, <coughs> affiliate links uh, it's the same difference really uh, sometimes it's a, a little bit more formal in fact, I've I've uh, advertised with Citrix before uh, for go to meeting and go to my PC and and that's kind of a combined campaign. You get a CPM, you know, you get X do dollars per thousand downloads, but there's also a promo code and that gives uh, you know a free month of service to your customer, gets them in the door and. That way they can track it even a little bit better, even though, you know, through those campaigns, the tracking was pretty good. So that's kind of a combined thing. I don't, I guess yeah, you don't really get more for uh, selling more on, uh, on those deals. But, you know, they kept coming back. They keep coming back. So, <laughs> I mean, not on my shows because I haven't went for any advertising on, lately on any of them. But... You know they're still out there advertising, and and uh, it's still the same deal. So you know where where you hear them, it's working. So if you want to, you know, but I think the best the best way to to uh, monetize a podcast is you know eventually if you want, uh, you know, approach somebody that isn't already podcasting in the you know smaller companies and and whatnot, and you know do your own deal. I know a guy that uh, did a, a deal with a uh, particular, uh, I guess it would be an online bookstore, but it wasn't Amazon. It was a much smaller, more niche, specialized place. To get too, more, too much more detailed, but he had a deal with them that, you know, he's, you know, here you just, you know, X number of dollars a month. And he didn't even have to report to them what his download numbers were or 
or he didn't have promo codes or anything. Well, he kind of did. He had a uh, website address that was special to, to his podcast at this bookstore, so they could track the incoming, and they kept with it. Uh, the only reason they stopped advertising is uh, this particular person stopped uh, making the show that they were advertising or that they were sponsoring. And that was, you know, just a flat rate sponsorship deal. And same guy had another podcast that he did, and it was a, a limited run podcast. Uh, I don't think we've talked about those before, but he did, uh, I think it was 16 episodes. That was it. Uh, this whole podcast was going to be 16 episodes start to finish. And he had a sponsor before he produced the first episode because it was on a particular subject that this advertiser was into and they kind of worked out a deal ahead of time that, okay, you're going to pay me X number of dollars and I think it was a fairly hefty amount. And, okay, you sponsor this whole run of 16 episodes. And, you know, those kind of deals can be had, especially if you uh, get a track record or you're you're definitely, or, or if you're a, you know an expert in your field, you know I don't expect that in the uh, podcast realm as far as you know podcasts about podcasting, but hey, you never know. And let's see, off the top of my head, see I, I use that that term a lot. I, I think I've done other episodes like that, <laughs> that you know that I just kind of ramble on. Mm. So hopefully it's of use. Let's see. Some of the questions I had this week that were interesting that I can remember. So yeah, in fact, yesterday, I believe it was, I had a question. Somebody had submitted their podcast to iTunes and then realized that they didn't name the feed correctly. It was a, a website that was basically theirname.com, but the name of the podcast was something different. They were using PowerPress, and of course, you know, she didn't tell me the entire story other than, you know, how do I change it? I just submitted it to iTunes, and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So basically, you know, if you guys want to know, in PowerPress, you go to the Feeds tab, and there's a block there, Feed Title. And if you don't put anything in there, then it uses your WordPress title, the one that you have in the general settings in WordPress, your site title. But if you change that, you know, in, in the feeds tab of PowerPress, you can name it whatever you want. So, you know, like in my case, I got MikeDell.com. But off of that website, I also have Mike Dell's World Podcast. And so in that feed title block, I put Mike Dell's World. And when somebody hits my feed, it says Mike Dell's World instead of MikeDell.com. Or I think it says MikeDell.com dash, you know, blog and podcast from Northwest Lower Michigan or something like that. And, you know, you can put the tagline in also on the feeds tab. But anyway, what I, and she, like I said, she didn't give me all the information, so I said, well, just change it in there. And, you know, iTunes, you know, even though they might approve you under the other name, they'll switch the name around fairly quickly. And, you know, you and I, you and I, <laughs> you and us listeners have heard me when I rebranded this podcast that I did that exact thing. I 
Change the feed title. Actually, it's changed the whole domain name, but change the feed title and tagline, and iTunes picked it up fairly quickly. But since she, you know, hadn't even been approved yet, so anyway, I, I told her about that, and then I said, "Well, send me the the feed because she can give me her feed address." She, I said, "Send me the feed address that you submitted to iTunes, and I'll go in there and double check that you've got everything right." And she emailed me back and and says, "You mean my feed blitz address?" And then, oh my, you know, big big eye roll there. Uh, the only thing that I recommend, even less than feed burner, is feed blitz, because all feed blitz is is a paid lousier version of feed burner. I'm sorry, but that's true. It's uh, it's just lousy. It's paid. And that's actually a good thing because, you know, as we all know, free is a bad business plan. And I meant to talk more about that, and maybe I will. Uh, But anyway, so I said, oh, geez, you know, you might want to rethink that whole feed blitz thing. And so she gave me her WordPress, PowerPress uh, podcast-only feed, and I looked at it, and it was Perfect, wonderful. So you don't need to do a thing to it. Uh, just uh, I would, I, and then I, I suggested that she just go ahead submit that to iTunes, and of course iTunes will accept it, and it'll and she'll and it'll accept the FeedBlitz version of it. Then you go to FeedBlitz, and I'm not sure exactly how you would do that, but I believe they've got a way to shut it down and uh, redirect it like FeedBurner does. And I told her, well, just do that. And then there'll be two listings for the same podcast and iTunes eventually will consolidate it. So that's probably the best bet at this point. Uh, Get that 301 at FeedBlitz. And and, uh, meanwhile, just uh, work off your WordPress. And I always say work off your WordPress PowerPress feed anyway. And in case you are on FeedBurner, I think we went through this before, but uh, I'll go through it one more time real quick. Uh, they now allow you to delete your burned feed, and when you do, they allow you to put in a th- permanent 301 redirect. So if you've got a, like, well, in my case, I, I for testing purposes, I had feeds.feedburner.com slash mgdell, I think it was. Or I don't remember now. Don't, don't go there because it won't work. But... Uh, I deleted that feed and redirected it to my proper podcast feed off of my own website. And voila, instantaneously, anybody that was subscribed through FeedBurner now gets it directly off of it. So it's pretty easy to leave FeedBurner now. So and I would suggest you do that before too awful long. I mean, you know, if you're not having any problems, I guess there's no rush. But uh, at least they, they allow you to do that now. I guess while we're on the subject of free stuff, you know, now I, I know I talk. Blueberry has free statistics available and, and and all that, and this is not what I'm talking about when I talk about free is a bad business model. I mean, free can be a good business model for certain things, but it's got to be backed up with something. You know, like Google gives away a lot of free services but it's backed up with something. They advertise to you every which way but Sunday. 
And, you know, they're not obnoxious about it, but trust me, <laughs> they're uh, they're getting something out of you using their free stuff. You know, they wouldn't be giving it away for free if they didn't. And, you know, same thing with, uh, you know, Blueberry's free statistics. Yeah, we do get a little bit out of, a little bit of something out of it. But, you know, it's not detrimental to anybody. It's, you know, we get to track more podcasts that way. And uh, you get to see trends. And, and uh, that's, you know, very cool to, you know, look at the big picture and see how the, the podcast world is, is uh, going. And, but... Then again, that's also kind of a uh, enticement that you know, hey, you're using our free statistics, and you decide you want to go with us for a media host. Us go with Blueberry for a media host. This isn't the official Blueberry podcast, but then you know we might make a sale there that way. Uh, also, you know, if you're listed on Blueberry and you've got our statistics, you uh, are eligible for ad deals that come up. And so, you know, we, uh, Blueberry does it, uh, they keep 30% and, uh, give the podcaster 70% for, uh, ad- administering the deal. And, and that's, you know, a pretty good deal. And, you know, so they make money that way. So even if you're on just the free statistics and you're using the listing at Blueberry for free and you're using PowerPress for free which is all great and then it's all you know it's all out there you know what's good for podcasting is good for blueberry and good for Lipson and good for some of the others you uh, shall remain not recommended <laughs> but uh, some of the free stuff out there you know you, like SoundCloud uh, yeah it's free to put I mean, what do you can, what can you put up there two hours total period you know, you could put stuff up on SoundCloud. SoundCloud's kind of neat. I've been playing with it a little bit. I haven't done their paid thing yet because I really don't see an extreme value in it yet, although that might change. Um, I kind of look at it as a youtube way of doing audio. Uh, it's just kind of another point of presence and uh, not a uh, super strong one yet like YouTube is. Because I also, sometimes I'll I'll make these episodes into really boring videos on YouTube. (laughs) And I actually get some views, I guess, watching audio. Mm, I don't know. We gotta find some some way to uh, put the waveform on the the screen. Yeah, that might be fun. Moderately. But, you know, other free stuff. Uh, You know, free podcast hosting. There's outfits out there that that's their business model we're going to give away podcast uh, space but we're going to advertise against it so two things are wrong with that is one you're going to get pre-rolls and post-rolls on your on your uh, podcast second off most of those are audio quality is lousy because they're uh, you know trying to save bandwidth so they down sample your content to the point of unusability now stitcher kind of does that too but they do it in a way that doesn't make you sound lousy uh, you know they don't they don't take it down to uh, 8-bit audio or anything uh, they leave it at a, a reasonable uh, thing Ooh, that's a 
big loud truck. But, uh, you know, then there's others out there like uh, Blog Talk Radio and uh, Talk Shoe, and I think there might be another one quite like that. Their their value proposition is they have a, have call-in lines. Well, that's pretty f- slick, kind of neat. But, again, the audio quality is crap, and they own your feed. They... They want to submit your feed to to uh, iTunes themselves, and then they own it, and they will not redirect it. No way, no how. Uh, you're locked into their platform. So if you get on Blog Talk Radio or Talk Shoe or any of those kind of places, uh, you're kind of stuck. Uh, and that's, I guess, that would be the. Well, see, it doesn't even work for that because they, they put your stuff on iTunes with their name on it. And, and so you really don't own those subscribers or you don't have control over that. So, you know, somebody else put it, uh, I'm trying to think of who it is. I think it's somebody on the Twit Network uh, said, uh, if, uh, uh, was it, if you're getting it for free, you know, if the product is free, you're the product in other words you know they they it's like you know google's business plan uh, you know the more users they get on there the the better you know a lot of their stuff is just really really good and it's and it's worth the you know being advertised to and that's great and that's the way it should be done but then you know some of these outfits that uh you know like i I'll, for instance uh Ustream. Nothing wrong with Ustream. Except that their free version is riddled with ads and they don't pay any attention to what's actually going on live. They just, you know, it's time for an ad, boom, and they go right over your content. And it's really frustrating for the viewers who are watching that if you're not using a paid Ustream account. It's really a pain to watch, you know, just, and that's in the live video world. But like I said, free is a lousy business model. So, you know, they've got to monetize somehow and that's how they do it and more power to them. But, you know, just think about that the next time somebody says, oh, we're going to give you this for free. Well, guess what? And say, and and then, you know, there's other quality issues. Uh, A lot of people use archive.org is a free place to upload their podcasts. Yeah, it's free, but the performance is lousy. iTunes will likely kick you off eventually because of the lousy performance, and it has to be lousy because it's free. Uh, but, you know, it, it's a, I guess it'd be a really good place if you were a video podcaster and you didn't want to keep a whole bunch of really big files sitting on a paid uh, media host. So you run them on the paid media host for a month, and then you you know kick them down to archive.org. But as I've said in the past, I think the way to do that is throw them on YouTube. You know, same deal. It's free, but at least the quality's good. <laughs> and they might throw an ad up. And, and the beauty of that is, is if they throw an ad up on YouTube, you can share in that. And if you really get popular, you might actually make enough to buy a cup of coffee. <laughs> Actually, I do know a couple of people that are doing quite well, actually, so I shouldn't 
shouldn't make fun of them, but let's see. I have no idea how long I've been talking. Uh, I know I've been talking for, uh, oh, let's see, the last 60 miles. <laughs> so what would that be? I gotta, maybe I'm pushing a, an, an hour here. Of course, I was going pretty fast there. I might have warped time. I don't know. We're only up to 45 minutes. I guess that's right. Just coming into the uh, town of Cadillac. Anybody knows where that is? Uh, Northern Michigan, 50 miles south of Traverse City, where I'm based. And I'm sure you don't really care about that. I won't keep rambling on. Uh, Sorry the the episode really lacked a little focus, but just kind of thought, what the heck? I could either do a studio episode from home or uh, get it done on the way home. (laughs) So I'll probably have a little bit more to, to say in the studio Probably before you heard this, so never mind. (laughs) Catch me later. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcasthelpdesk. Thank you for visiting the Podcast Help Desk. See you next week. That's all, folks.